WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this. Whenever and I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Jamie Foxx here. You there? You listening to the Mark Aram Show? You better. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show. And a good Tuesday Eve to you, Mark Aram. Here, you there. It's eleven oh six, six after eleven. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Johnny Kilbasa, 30 minutes away with a fast food review. Tomorrow on the show, I don't know. Oh, Lonely Tailgater. Thursday, Ray Liotta and Little Sanjay. Friday, Wendy There's Liebman. There's an all-star lineup. <laughs> Wendy Liebman in, uh, in studio, the comedian. We have to figure out what we're doing with Sanjay's intro. we got to get that guy in to record oh, the... Oh, yeah. Do we have oh, his crap. contact info? I forgot about that. Yeah, we need to get that done. Won't be by Thursday. I don't because I wasn't around when you guys finished it up. That okay. was when I was I was out of town. All right. So, do you have it, Andrew? I do somewhere. So, yeah, All right. We'll find, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure it out. It out. We sort of. We are discussing the worst year. moments in your life. Not to get anyone down. But I'm enjoying hearing other people's oh, yeah. worst moments of their lives. <laughs> uh, spurred on by, uh, real quick to recap, over Christmas break. I was in Connecticut coming out of a theater, and there was a guy leaving a bar with two girls, probably late 20s, on top of the world. And he was so happy, he's spinning his car keys on his finger like this. <laughs> I can just see him walking yeah, with a little swagger. Like whistling, like. like yeah, uh huh. Like he's going, he's bringing home two Connecticut fives and whoosh, flings the keys <laughs> off his finger unintentionally. <laughs> directly into a deep storm drain. And I bet you it happened slow-mo to him. Like, he it's saw... Sl- it was slow-mo to everybody, dude. <laughs> go in. I was standing there going, no. In the, no, in the no, 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 <laughs> no. Like, nothing but net into the storm drain. Oh. It was insane. So, worst moment in that guy's life. I want to know the worst moment in your life. Again, no one dead, no one getting fired, no cancer, nothing like that. But a moment in your, in your life where you're like, this is not my day. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Jennifer's in Loganville. Jennifer, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hi. So this is kind of long. I'll make it quick. I was an RA um, in college about 15 years ago. It was my fourth year, and, of course, I had a new um, manager in charge, and I got called in to um, the head office for the next morning, and I had no idea what I had possibly done to be called in for a special meeting. Well, apparently the new girl um, on my hall, um, claimed that a bunch of stuff was stolen from her classroom, from her um, dorm. And she was pinning me without saying my name. She basically said I probably took everything. And she was um, gay. So all the stuff that was taken was all gay and lesbian paraphernalia. Well, I, don't, I, I know I shouldn't ask this question, but I, I'm going to anyway. Get the dump bunny ready, Longoria. Okay. What is lesbian paraphernalia? Um, the Tinky Winky, which I guess is a gay Teletubby, which I didn't know if that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, a bunch what? of apparently gay and lesbian t-shirts, which of course I had no clue that, uh, I didn't even know that she was 
you know, gay sure. or lesbian. Understood. So, okay. Um, and I guess she was a police explorer where she was in Florida. So she said I stole her um, uniform and gun holster. Of course, she was careful not to say there was a gun in it because that would have gotten her in Illegal, trouble. Illegal, yeah. But um, so who get who calls you? Like, like who calls you in? Who are you having a meeting with? Um, like the head director, one of the head directors of um, the resident hall. Okay, and, and wh- of course, what happened? They were new too. Well, they searched my car the next day. Public safety was waiting for me to get out of French class and searched my car, and it was immaculate, and, like, nothing in there. They searched my classroom. And, of course, they said, well, you've been an RA for four years. You've never been in trouble. We, we aren't really worried that you did it, but we have to cover our tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, can't, this is right when, you know, the Internet was starting to become popular, and my parents would call me, and they said, don't leave your room. There's death threats against you. Because what? we thought that basically there was somebody on campus that was trying to head up people against, you know, the gay and lesbian group. Wow. So it was really scary. It was a really scary time. That is very scary. Um, Let me, all right, so RA means resident assistant for folks that don't know. So basically so you live in the dorms. Everyone on my hall. Okay. I live in the dorm. What's, the, ben- what's the benefit of being an RA? Do you get, like, reduced tuition or paid? How does that work? Well, um, at the time, I was guaranteed to have my own room, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to share, and I got a stipend. I made, at the time, 15 years ago, about $297 a month. And free room and board, or just... just no, st- you had to pay, you still had to pay. room, but you didn't have to pay extra to keep it private. Now, what was the deal with... Um, were you allowed to hook up with other people in your dorm, or no? You mean hook up with a boyfriend girlfriend? Yeah, not with the, the lesbian, but, like, could you date someone yeah. in your dorm? Was that legal? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I did. I dated another um, RA at one time. But not the one with but, the uh, lesbian Teletubby. Right, <laughs> not that. Well, they, <laughs> she had people putting uh, flags up on all the roofs. Goodness gracious. Can you, what, yeah, can you tell us really what school this was? West Georgia. West Georgia? Oh, well, that's where yeah. my wife went. Yeah. All right. I got to check my wife's room for lesbian Teletubbies. I didn't know there was such a thing. Speaking of lesbian Teletubbies, Noah's in Conyers. <laughs> Noah, welcome to the program. How are you, buddy? What's going on, gentlemen? Free. Welks, buddy. I, um, back in 1990, I was in Fort Benning, Georgia, in basic training. I made it 12 weeks through basic training. Passed out in formation with 104 degree temperature. Woke up in an ice bath. And a doctor told me, well, you got a strep throat, an inner ear infection, and mono. On the last day of basic training? Well, no, I, I still had about two more weeks worth of basic training. Okay. But that's not the bad part. I went home for 30 days, which I was happy about. Whenever I got back, they said, well, we're going to have to give you a PT test. Since the doc says you're fine, I went through the PT test, and they said, oh, we're going to put you into second week of basic training. So basically, I had to start all over. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I wound up going 14 more weeks, so I had two basic training. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let me, let me just say, though, you were probably, after the second basic training, in the best shape of your life, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, considering I went home for 30 days, didn't couldn't do anything. The doctor actually said, with mono, your liver gets enlarged, and we don't want you doing anything. So for 30 days, no PT, no yard work, no helping out my dad in the shop or anything. Basically, sitting on your butt on the couch watching TV for 30 days. But that's tough to have to do basic training twice. I couldn't. 
I, obviously, I couldn't get through one basic. Training, yeah, I wouldn't even be able to do <laughs> one. I think I my, at the height of my physical Division One athlete performance, I could have done basic training. But now, forget it. Yeah, five. I'd be five five minutes into basic training. Right, I'm <laughs> yeah, out. yeah, he lasts longer than I could. Tim's in Atlanta. Tim, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, what's going on tonight? What's going on, Timmy? Hey, so I was in Yellowstone National Park working. Decided to run down to Salt Lake City and have some parties with the Mormons. Okay. Had a ball. <laughs> Had a ball. But on the way back, just out of Evanston, Wyoming, we hit a cow. Me and two buddies in a truck. In a truck, truck, pickup truck, you hit a cow. We hit a cow. Told. State Patrol takes us to the next town, put us in a hotel room. The next morning, the Allstate agent says, hey, your truck's totaled. Take everything you want, and you're done. And so the three of us hitchhiked all the way back up to Yellowstone, uh, caught three rides. Uh, I thought it was the worst thing that could ever happen to me at the time, but it, it's a great story now. Did the, did the cow die, do you know? Oh, yeah, the cow was... <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. It, it was rough. Oh, that's you ever seen what a car looks like or a truck after it hits like a cow or an elk on the highway? No, oh, I've it, seen deer. It no, the deer's only nothing. thing deer that wasn't damaged was the passenger side door. Really brutal. Oh well, that's and we walked away from it. Now I wonder what that insurance claim like. Cow. Is the rancher like? Does the rancher put in a claim like? All right, I need thirty eight hundred dollars for my cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had just crossed out of open range area where cows could just roam wherever. Mm-hmm. And we had clo- it just crossed into closed range, and a cow had gotten out. But I, but I'm so still wondering, like, yeah, I'm sure the insurance does he company had, bought it out with him. I'm sure there's insurance agents out there that have had similar claims, where like the farmers like, well, I, I need thirty two hundred dollars for my. Oh cow. yeah, it's covered under insurance. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it is. You, you you can make an insurance claim on your livestock. That's for stuff next like that. week on the show. We're just doing insurance people nice. talking about the best, the best, and car wrecks. the best claims ever. Joe's in Shambly. Joe, welcome to the program. Uh, preach, Mark. Welks, buddy. Uh, this story is just so bad, I don't know how to tell it, so I'm going to try. <laughs> All right. Chris Job. I was working as a transfer driver for Ryder Driveway out of corporate in Miami. I was flying into MIA. Had a cor- had, had a half-carat uh, ring in my pocket for the girl. Wasn't there. Made two phone calls. Wasn't there. Went to the apartment. All her stuff gone. She had moved in with her girlfriend. Real. With Teletubbies. <laughs> with Teletubbies, I bet, yeah. So what, what did you do with the ring? What do you have to, what, at that point, what do you do? Uh, I took it back to the jeweler when I went back up uh, north. They give you they give your money back? 850 1976 yes, sir. How much did you pay? 800 All right, so they gave you a full refund. They gave me a full refund. I probably felt bad for I always wondered about that. If, if, if the girl says no or... Goes and yeah. he's, becomes a lesbian. If they <laughs> tell a tubby, if tell you, a tubby. I'm sure there's a there's a you know thirty day, you know they'll give you not seven years later. Yeah, not gonna be seven years later. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna walk back and want all your money. It didn't back. work out. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Here's, your ring. here's my ring. <laughs> Ian's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Ian. Hey, how's it going? Y'all still eating those gummy bears? Chuck, you still eating those gummies? Or you finished them? No, I'm still working on them. He didn't offer any of them. of them to us, by the way. No, I'm did, not a sharer. Did he freeze them? Did you no. freeze them? No. No. Are they sugar free gummies? If they were sugar-free gummies, I yeah, he wouldn't be, be here. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> have you all noticed that all the horrible days that people call about, most of them have been in the military. There are a lot of military guys calling tonight for yeah. sure. This is <laughs> not well, a good recruiting show. So here's another one. Uh, 
went into boot camp, made it through boot camp, and at the end of boot camp, they tell you uh, where you're going to get stationed. And they told me I was going to be stationed in Hawaii, which Ooh, is nice. really rare. Yeah, so, that's awesome. And to make it even better, my best friend all throughout boot camp got stationed in Hawaii also. So we were the only two that were going to Hawaii. Okay. So we go home after boot camp, and you, you're allowed to go home for like two or three weeks. And it's right around Christmas. And five days before Christmas, we get a phone call. And it's the military, and they're like, yeah, you have to show up early. And by the way, you're not going to Hawaii anymore. We're sending you to Alaska. Oh, Alaska's pretty cool, though. Alaska's all right. Yeah, (laughs) Hawaii. They send send me off to Alaska, which I guess is fine. I show up. My unit isn't there. My unit doesn't come back for another two weeks. And when they show up, they said, what the hell are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here until next week. So you blew three weeks weeks of your life, basically, waiting waiting for nothing. Where in Alaska was it? Uh, Anchorage. See, I, th- I would rather be stationed in Alaska than, like, Texas. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, I would. Yeah. Like, I don't want... I don't... Yeah, I think it would be cooler. It'd be much I mean, better in Texas. when you're jumping out of planes, it sure was nice land in snow, but, you know... Hawaii I mean, it's not Hawaii, but I'd rather be in, in Anchorage than Fort Hood or, you know, Rome, <laughs> New York, or, like, that's that's a better... Anchorage is cool, and you can always say, like, Ian could say right now, hey, I used to uh, live in Alaska. Yeah, but I bet it's cold. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, but yeah. I'd rather Alaska. be cold and hot in Texas. Oh, yeah, just hot crappy and muggy, Texas heat. Crappy Texas. <laughs> I hate crappy Texas crappy heat. Texas. I wonder, oh, I should have I should have asked Ian, do you get to like even put any input after basic? Like, do they ask you where you want to get stationed or no? No, not really. Just no. Uh, no. It's not like the Peace Corps? Where you can be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I want to go to Nicaragua. It came out of uh, West Point, got to kind of pick where they wanted to go, but not just coming straight there. You just. You, you go hear, where you, you hear, yeah. you hear, yeah. Understood. No, All right, more of your worst day ever stories, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Those who come when they know the world they kick, jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break when they meet their 400. Mark Aram. Nothing happens on the show. It's just like life. So what is it? What did you do today? I got up and came to work. There's a show. That's a show. Maybe something happens to you on the way to work. No, no, no. Nothing happens. happens. Welcome back to the show. 1124, 31 chilly degrees on Peachtree Street. Kirk Mellish's full five-day forecast coming up at the bottom of the hour. Back to the phones. 404-872-0750 is the number. Brad's in Atlanta. Brad, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Mark. It's a good show. I enjoy it. Thank you, buddy. One of your previous callers said that when he was in the service, uh, they weren't offered a, an opportunity to pick where they wanted to go. And I, I just wanted to say, when I was in the Air Force, which is many, many years ago, uh, they gave us a, a form. It was called the Dream Sheet. That's what we call it. Uh, where you did get to select where you wanted to go. And since I grew up in Florida, I just... Uh, Brad, Brad, can you hang on one second? Yeah. Um, we're, like, 1950 problem. We're getting, like, lines crossed. Did you hear that? I was just about to ask. Yeah, Am I going phone. crazy? I felt like I was hearing something else in the. In Ch- the get Brad's number. We'll call him back and see if okay. we can straighten that out. Right. Uh, Todd's in Ackworth. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How are you? What up, brother? Not much. Uh, definitely not the worst moment of my life. But uh, back about five years ago, had a friend that had a houseboat up on Altoona, and uh, I'm big into April Fool's jokes. Okay. So, I mean, I I started like two months in advance of setting this joke up where I was basically going to make him think his boat had sank. And um, part of the, the joke was I needed to make it 
have something that went up above his houseboat that when he came down to the the docks, his boat was first on the dock. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, his was kind of right before all the slips that were covered. So what did you do real uh, quick? So I put a flag up. It was like 20 feet up above the top of his boat. And the joke was going to be that when he pulled up, there'd be a few boats out there with grappling hooks and and have an air compressor blowing bubbles up, and uh, they'd be pulling some of this furniture out and stuff like that. And, you know, I had set up for the guy to tow his boat around to the other side of the the slip so he wouldn't see it. So we we got 30 seconds left, Todd. What happened? Anyway, he ended up getting kicked out of the docks and having to move, like, by March 31st. Because so, of your th- because of your deal, no, no, no. Then nobody knew that it was just he. Well, he was kind of an idiot, but he had. Uh, um, I think part of it was the flag I put up was a state flag with the rebel emblem, and they didn't like that too much. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Todd, great story. Uh, Tony, Marietta, Tony, you won the uh, Sandra intro contest. Well, I am that guy. All right, so we need to get with you. To set up a time, we can get you into the uh, big fancy WSB studios to, to yeah, do some voice work. Yeah, I assume that you all still have my information. But that, don't assume with this with this cast of uh, bananas, buddy. All don't right, assume. well then, uh, put me on hold. All right, right I'm going to have Longoria get your info. Uh, oh, that's probably the best yeah. uh, route. He's stoic. He can get that. All right, Tony, great pipes. We're going to get you in to do uh, Sanjay's intro. Uh, when we come back, uh, Jacob, Nate, John, and Brad, Charles as well. Worst day of your life. 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK This is the Mark Aram Show I'm WSB's Clark Howard From Dunwoody to Douglasville Washington to Woodstock Whenever and wherever there's Here's severe weather A traffic red alert Or breaking news The WSB 24-hour breaking news center Will break in Depend on it Hey man this is Mark Wahlberg. You listen to Mark Garam's show, man. You, you doing good? He packed in the animals two by two. Ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Rolling stars, chips, and ham. Tell me about the master plan. Oh, my love. Welcome back to the show, 1136, 24 in front of midnight. Mark Aram with you till 12, Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Talking about the uh, worst moments of your life, not death and dismemberment and someone getting fired or someone getting cancer, but uh, just a time in your life where, where everything was working against you, spurred on by this poor sap that I saw in Connecticut over Christmas, leaving a bar with two Connecticut Fives, which is two Atlanta Twos, Two Corpus Christi's threes and two Whitefish Montana's fours. That's basically how it works out. Spinning his keys on his finger, and I swear the keys flipped off his finger and nothing but net right through a storm drain. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. That was a horrible moment in that guy's life. I want to hear about your horrible moment. We had Brad with some uh, line interference earlier. Brad, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, I hope you can hear me better, Mark. Good show. No, I, st- I still... No, I'm, still bad? I, I'm, I, it sounds like someone else is talking on the line. Oh, I can't hear a thing. You sound great. Uh, All right, let, let's fight through it. 
Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, I had a comment about one of your earlier callers. Who about picking that, where to, you can be deployed. Right, yeah. Right. When I got uh, out of technical school, after basic went to technical school, they gave us what we called a dream sheet where you could specify where you'd like to be. And since I grew up in Florida, I just jokingly put down anywhere there's a beach. I got Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> no beach in Roswell, New Mexico, I would imagine. All beach. Oh. <laughs> literally all beach. All beach, yeah. wow. And a sack base uh, right in the middle of it. But anyway, that wasn't my story. When I got out of the Air Force, I went to work for Delta. And Delta had a policy then. I don't know if they still got it. But uh, within the first uh, calendar year that you were employed, you had to take a flight on one of their planes just to see how they operated and what have you. Mm-hmm. So my year was closing to an end, and somebody came by and said, you need to take a flight uh, because, you know. So I just said, okay, where's a good place to go? And she said, well, I like Montego Bay. I said, okay, I'll, I'll go to Montego. This Jamaica. Place. Yeah, yeah, beautiful place. This was a holiday weekend. I just hopped on a plane on, I think, Thursday night. Flew down, got in, no reservations, no nothing, just had my, you know, a, a little satchel with me. And I went to the first hotel, told the cab driver, take me to the first hotel that's on the beach. And he took me to a hotel, and I asked for a room, and the guy says, you must be kidding. Said we the, the, the whole island is booked up for this weekend, you know, because something was going on, and I didn't know about it. And I said, oh, you you, you got to help me, you know. Uh, I went to the Delta counter and I said, um, uh, back at the airport, and I said, do you, do you have any connections here? Can you get me in a hotel? And he called around and he found a hotel. And he says, they got a one room left. And so I said, tell him to hold it. Cab took me over there. I walked in. The guy was very apologetic. He said, sir, I am so sorry. The only thing we have left is the penthouse. But I'll give it to you for the regular price of a room. And I'm thinking, oh, what? You must be kidding me. And so I went back to the cab and dismissed him, got my bag and came in, took the elevator, and it was marked. It was a penthouse. How is that the worst day of your life? That's an amazing day. No, 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 no. Do you know what a penthouse is? No, what's a penthouse? It is a concrete block room on the top of the hotel that holds the elevator equipment. Oh, that, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, okay, now that, that was uh, the, the worst part of the trip. Okay. The, the best part was they had a cabana on the rooftop. This was right on the beach. They had a cabana that closed down at 11 or 12 at night because the, the main thing was the view of the beach. So sure. It, but it closed down. My, my door, my outside door to the penthouse led right out onto the cabana. I had the whole cabana to myself. So met a couple of girls. Long story short, easy pickings for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> we we had a ball up there, the whole place to ourselves. Beautiful view, chaise lounge, you know, the, the whole thing with no people up there. So uh, anyway, the, I, I, I met these two girls. One of them's name was Sam. I kind of fell for her. Later on, we, she invited me to a party in New York City. Went up to her apartment. Uh, she was into uh, you know a little ganja, and uh, <laughs> the whole everybody in there was. I wasn't yeah. into it, so. But uh, in the middle of the night, I walked in the bedroom looking to the bathroom, and here are two New York, New York City cops, full-dress uniform. You know, they have those little pointy, spiky hats and everything, mm-hmm. Bad, big badges on everything, sitting between two twin beds, kind of 
facing each other with a joint in each other's hands. I could not believe it. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Brad, I got a, that's an amazing story, my friend. Yeah, Very that good. seems like a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Tony, all right, I, I didn't know you had a story as well, Tony. Uh, fire away quickly, my friend. Well, yes, I do, and i tell you what. If you have ever been, like I was in corporate America, in a boardroom fight. Never. That, oh, you don't want to go there. Um, the uh, owner of the company, he invited an investor in who had taken over prior to them hiring me as senior vice president in charge of uh, store uh, planning and uh, mm-hmm. development. And uh, so they came up with this new concept, and uh, everything was going along fine, except for the fact that the general contractor, and this was all before I ever got hired, was uh, just tanking out the job. They weren't going to meet the uh, deadline for this uh, grand opening. All of a sudden, between the uh, owner and the new partner, the chief financial officer, the CA, the COO, all of these guys, everyone's in a screaming match. And then they're all yelling at me that I did not have the general contractor that they hired under control, and they were losing money on rent because we didn't open up on time. And my goodness, it was just a screaming back and forth. I had my facts, they had their figures. Oh, my Lord, Mark, it was one of the ugliest days. And Linda, my lovely bride and myself, we have always had this agreement. You know, if you ever have to just, like, quit on the spot, you just quit and you go. I was ready to get up and say, gentlemen, I have to go use the restroom. And I was ready to go pack my office up. I have I've never done one of those quit walk out i'm out of here you guys stink kind of moments you ever quit a job like that no never chuck i'm too lazy for that <laughs> yeah Man. you just perform poorly so they yeah, fire you. yeah i wait for them like, to yeah, get me out of there here? oh my god <laughs> 404-872-0750-1800 wsb talk and now on the mark aram show it's time for the fast food review Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight, We Do Not Want to Know, Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. Happy New Year, Jonathan. Happy New Year to you, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in cheese, and I aim to please, and I've dropped about 30 pounds in the last two weeks, and I can't figure out why, but I'm ready to put it back on on the Mark Aram Show. (laughs) Uh, So before the show today... I stopped off at the King, the Burger King establishment. They've been running commercials for the new flame-broiled chicken burger uh, that you mentioned to me over the break about. So I I went in, got a couple for the fellas, and uh, first reaction, um, I I did sample it. Again, I I don't eat meat, but for the sake of the show, I will do it. I was surprised. Uh, Full disclosure, I ordered them without onions. Because of the, I just can't deal with raw onions. I don't want to smell raw onions it's in gross. these guys' breath. Um, I was when you're in, making out with them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, Johnny. I was very hey, don't judge. Intrigued by the taste. It tasted familiar. Like I've had something like this before. Um, it was it was fine. It was perfectly acceptable. The one criticism I had on it was because it's a flame grilled chicken burger. I did, there was ketchup on it. And I didn't like ketchup with the chicken. Uh, the I'm, mayo would have been fine. If I got it again, I would get it without ketchup. That that was my criticism. Longoria, what did you think? 
Um, I didn't think it had that much taste. It wasn't very flavorful. I mean, it it was okay, but it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out there and get it. Didn't jump one. off the, the right, screen right. at you. Uh, Low T, what did you think? It was hot trash. You didn't like it? No, it was gross. I liked it. I felt it. like the, I fe- no, you know what it was? I, it had the, the patty had the texture of a McRib without the saucer. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was did. The same weird. Pre- I don't know. I I, did, I didn't like any. You weren't a I fan. Would, no, I would never get. There's a hundred other chicken. I think it reminded me of something that, were that I might have had in in school before because it tasted. It, it tastes like familiar a like a lunchroom, like a like a cheap lunchroom uh, thing you'd All get right. in like grade school cafeteria. So there are the instant reviews, Johnny, from us no- uh, novices here about the uh, chicken burger. Right. Well, I, it sounds like you guys got it all figured out. I'll tell you that, um, like the McRib is chopped and reformed pork, this flame-grilled chicken burger is chopped and reformed chicken that they put through the broiler, but they're calling it the griller, I guess, at this point. Oh, okay. If you notice, most of their other chicken, like their tender crisp and the original chicken sandwiches and the chicken fries, they all go in the deep fryer. Now, they, they've got a tender grilled chicken sandwich that's uh, pretty much a fil- breast fillet that they'll put through the broiler, but this is also a different chicken thing that they're putting through the broiler as opposed to breading and putting in the deep fryer. Now, there's no reason whatsoever that they need to put ketchup on. I mean, okay, let's pretend the chicken's a burger. Yeah, that's fun, limited time only, whatever. Don't put ketchup on it. You don't put ketchup on chicken. Yeah, there, I don't can't think of another it. way uh, or another area yeah. in life where I'm ever putting ketchup on chicken. Like I know ketchup little kids, little kids do it. Like they'll dump their uh, chicken nuggets in ketchup sometimes, but they're yeah, they're that's... three. They don't know what the hell's going yeah, on in the it, world. They put ketchup on anything. Adults don't put ketchup on chicken. Right. I think it's one of those things that they saved for the holidays when not or after the holidays when not many people are paying that much attention. I mean, it's going to come. It'll be gone in a couple of weeks. Whatever. The, the brioche bun is always fun when they <laughs> trot that out. Um, you know, not, yeah, it's, there's nothing special about it, I don't think. I mean, why would you steer clear of the original chicken sandwich to get the flame chicken burger? Exactly. The original chicken sandwich at, at Burger King is phenomenal, and, yeah. it, and it always will be. I didn't. I honestly didn't mind it, though. I didn't. Yeah, I would no. like to have it without the ketchup and maybe add cheese. I, we didn't get cheese on them. So yeah, no ketchup. It's weird that it doesn't come default with cheese. Yeah, exactly. Neither does the original chicken sandwich. You got to tell them cheese. No, and when you order the original chicken sandwich, if you look at your receipt uh, from Burger King, it says it doesn't say extra cheese. It says heavy cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's a little thing that I always heavy love seeing cheese. on the receipt. Uh, chicken sandwich, heavy cheese. They used to have a BK broiler that was a lot better than this thing that they came out with. I don't know if they had it down here, but they had it in Texas. It was called a BK broiler. It was a basically a chicken, chicken sandwich. Texas. Yeah, yeah, crappy Texas. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a breast fillet, as opposed to a chopped and reformed. Yeah, so this was not, what we ate today. Then was not a, uh, a a chicken breast. This was this is what you get in a high school cafeteria. Really, it, yeah, I think you. that's, that's what, what it sounded. That's I, what it felt like. I think that's what it. I reminded me. It tasted. It tasted familiar to me, so I liked it because it was familiar. Uh, I see the criticism though Chuck has about the texture. Yeah, Mc, it, was just, it, it was just off. I don't a, know. A little McRibbish. Yeah, I would just rather get any one of their other chicken sandwiches, yeah. you know what I mean, than that. So. Well, it was, it was worth a shot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome. Unless you go to Burger King every day, don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny K., we appreciate you as always, and... The cholesterol is high, baby. Follow me on Twitter. Johnny Kilbasa, it's great to be back, buddy. At Johnny Kilbasa, appreciate you, bruh. 
Johnny K, the world's uh, fast food guru, only here on the Mark Aram Show. We're going to come back. We have limited time. Jacob, Charles, Nate, and John, your story's quick. 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Final segment of the Mark Aram Show, 11.53, 7 in front of midnight tomorrow, Lonely Tailgater, Thursday, Ray Liotta from Goodfellas, Little Sanjay, and then Friday, Wendy Lehman, comedian in studio. Jacob joins us in coming. Jacob, welcome to the program, sir. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I got a I got an interesting story. Uh, three of us were uh, um, transporting a motorcycle up to uh, Grand Rapids, and we ran into U-Haul. So as we were driving up there, uh, delivered the motorcycle, no problem. We were going from Grand Rapids over to Lansing. Uh, on our way over from uh, between there, here and there, the um, it started getting nasty. The weather started, uh, you know, everything was starting to ice over. So. Um, we spun out on the freeway. Luckily, we ended up in the ditch. Somebody pulled us out, and uh, we got to Lansing. Uh, when we were there, we had uh, three or two other cars that we needed to bring back. As we were coming back through Kentucky, um, there was a, like a, a Toyota that started kind of messing with one of the, one of the guys. Wouldn't let him over, and I kinda, I'm watching all this through my uh, rearview mirror, and. Uh, um, this went on for, I don't know, probably about maybe 15 miles. Mm-hmm. We got to the point where, you know, we were all calling each other. It's like, what the hell's up with this guy? You know, what, do you, what is he doing? I, I said, well, let's just go ahead and box him in. You know, we'll pull him off the side of the road. Well, by the time we kind of got all that planned, he'd taken off on the off-ramp. Uh, we started getting down the road a little bit further, and uh, we noticed that uh, there was a state patrol uh, following one of our one of our guys that was in the back. So, you know, a buddy of mine calls me up says, uh, looks like our guy's going to get pulled over. You know, what should we do? I said, well, if he pulls over, we, you know, we'll just pull over with him. Okay. Well, uh, evidently, uh, we all got pulled over. <laughs> and uh, when we got pulled over, you know, by the state patrol, there's probably about four or five of them, uh, guns drawn, and, uh, you know, told us to get out, get out on the ground. And we were like, what the hell's going on? And... Uh, Evidently, when everything kind of cleared up, nothing happened. Uh, it appears that the guy that was in the uh, the car that was messing with us called in and told them that we had abducted a girl and threw her in the back of the U-Haul. What? Yeah, yeah, no joke. Oh my god! Well, so everything was all right. You didn't have a girl, and that's a crazy story. Nate, real quick, here on the Mark Aram Show. Everybody, clap your hands. Third of the year, right? Third of the year. Ella Ella on Twitter wants the kink track, but you do also, Longoria. John and Alpharetta. John, real quick, my friend. What's up, Mikey Mark? How are you, brother? Doing well. Happy New Year. You too. Okay, real quick. Um, So everybody seems to be going cross-country, but my destination was 100 yards away. So I was in the neighborhood, and we were going to the pool. And uh, my buddy, we were in a, uh, I think it was a Tahoe, a big sedan, and he wanted to impress his girl. So he ends up going like 40 around the corner, and we rolled the truck into two brick mailboxes, ended up landing on the side, and had to crawl out the top of the truck on the side windows. 
Did you get in and trouble? A, say what? Did you get in trouble? Uh, I know we didn't actually. I didn't have a seatbelt on, so <laughs> it was pretty bad. But yeah, no, we didn't actually. All right, that's good. Charles in Marietta. Charles, finish up strong, my friend. Oh, how you doing? What's hey, up, buddy? I'm a, I'm a repo man. I'm out here repoing now. Oh, God the bless last, you. <laughs> the last week when it was raining real bad, I was in Tallapoosa. Went, saw my vehicle, went down to get it, got stuck in the yard in the mud. While you're repoing a car. Yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning, Tallapoosa. Oh. I'm a black man in Tallapoosa. <laughs> Tallapoosa, Georgia. Oh, man. My whole family comes out, Confederate caps, T-shirts. They look at me and say, what are you doing? I say, I'm trying to leave. I'm stuck in the mud. He said, well, you just stuck right there. Um, long story short. Did they know you were a repo man, or did they think you were stealing the car? No, nah, you know what repo man? I was in the tow truck and everything. Oh, okay, I, all right. I had a badge and everything. <laughs> okay, good. Because you would have been shot otherwise. Oh, yeah. How about he ended up pulling me out of the mud? <laughs> helped you get his car out of the mud? No, nah, he helped pull my truck, truck, out. My truck out of the mud. And you, But you didn't get the car? I had to get the car. He pulled it in the garage. <laughs> I was nervous. Cause I don't blame you. Next, listen, Ch Charles, next time you get a car on a repo in Tallapoosa, turn it down, my friend. Oh, no doubt. I'll, turn it, I'll write you a note. I'll write you a doctor's note. No need to be towing cars in Tallapoosa, Georgia with your skin tone. Just just don't do <laughs> I it. I don't know where that's at. I don't either. Yeah, but it doesn't sound good. It's a, That's out I-20. That's oh, all I got to okay. say. Okay. It's out I-20. All right, start the show. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? He's starting off the year on a hot note. Two for two. Yours truly, Mark Aram, gets star of the you show. Get it today? I brought freaking chicken burgers in. We didn't ask. Even more reason <laughs> that I should get star of the show. I was going to give it to you anyway. Yeah. I mean, what? Do, Even though sell me on me something sick. else. Sell no, me on something no, that's else. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I took Tony's information. Well, Gory wanted it because he took one person's information <laughs> down in two years we've been doing this. I already that's emailed Charlie and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the board. All right, scoreboard. Aaron up two nothing early in 2016. Uh, that was that. Hey, by the way, come with it. I wrote each of these bananas a five hundred dollar check. You did. You catch them within seven minutes of me giving them to oh, you. Oh, I did course. it that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, of like, course. Oh yeah. I was like, holy smokes, <laughs> yep. that was quick. Yeah. Little faith, little faith, you banana. We didn't, we didn't want that thing to bounce. All right, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Don't you eat, pretty baby? You and me and the devil makes three Don't need no other loving, baby Go to sleep, you little baby Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.